Has a lane, 15-10, touchdown, Chargers! What's up, guys? Welcome into a Week 15 edition of Chargers Weekly. As always, joined by Matt Money-Smith. Chargers beat the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football, and coincidentally, Money just swimming with the Dolphins. You were just telling about that. How about, How about that, that huh? Yeah, this morning out at uh, Bolsa Chica, ended up getting in the middle of like a pot of probably like 20 of them, man. A bunch of pups just flipping around in the waves and ended up having them just swoop below me, kind of getting the wave with me. It was freaking awesome. So they, uh, I think, acknowledged the Chargers' dominance on Sunday, and they were like, yeah. all right, you win. We'll, uh, we'll we'll give you your reward. Here we are. We're going to swim around with you for a little bit. And uh, now I just got to lean in after you somebody posted it. What a mess my hair was. and what a Oh, that was funny. Who did that? I don't know. It was just somebody who listens. We appreciate you, but yes, I don't have time. Salt water might come dripping out of my nose during these things. It, it's it's a, it's a disaster. So uh, money talking to dolphins. Talking to dolphins this morning. One named Tua. One named Waddle. Right. Exactly. And you know, well, actually, no, because these dolphins actually were able to move around and gain some ground. So uh, I don't know which. I guess they were like Jalen and Christian would be their names uh, based on how things went on Sunday. Chargers win on Sunday night. They beat a playoff caliber football team. They get to seven and six. That was the jolt they needed. You know, we had talked about it for so long. Um, beating a team that you would actually see in January, they do it. They improved to seven and six. The defense played awesome. Two hundred nineteen total yards of offense by the the Dolphins, not including that crazy fumble that Tyreek picked up right place, right time. Justin was incredible. Three hundred sixty seven yards. Um, and I, I think the theme of the offense was Keenan and Mike on the field together. It, it looked like shades of 2021, right? When they were putting up 35, 41 points in a game. Yeah, and I think something you brought up, Chris, Corey Lindsley. You know, you get those three guys back, and you're talking about three of the most important pieces on the field, um, you know, for Justin. And I think also it, it cannot be minimized, just the health. It's clear that he was affected and was a lot uh, more injured than the Chargers and Justin led on um, because he just looks like a different guy. The way he's moving, uh, his willingness to run, you know, even with Corey back, look, there was still a lot of pressure, right? Christian Watson was in the backfield. It seemed like every single time the ball was snapped, you know, Jalen Phillips had a ton of pressures. I think the the pressure total, if I remember right, was in the 40s again. Um, but this time he's just able to, uh, whatever, I'll just, I'll scoot up here, move to my left, set, throw, I'll bool up, you know, I'll bail out, boot to the right, set, throw. Uh, and Mike is just so good. Mike Williams mm. is so freaking good at, you're talking about what, six targets, six receptions, 100 plus yards, touchdown. We say it all the time. Those aren't 50-50 balls. Those are 90-10 balls when you throw them to Mike. The first catch he made was stupid. You know, just that adjustment and, and basically, you know, the old bowl of Doritos is Marty Schottenheimer like to call it off the head of Xavier Howard. So, you know, we were joking with um, Mike Golick, who joined us. He was on the call for Sunday Night Football with Westwood One. We, well, we weren't joking. You know, I asked him, I said, hey, what do you make of all of the, you know, 2020 redraft and the talk about where would Herbert go and Herbert versus Tua? And, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but he was just like, come on, man. He's like, what are we doing? Like, come on. Like, this is the dumbest thing ever. You know, the the idea that somehow Herbert has regressed and that you would take three or four guys in the, maybe in the NFL over him is, is the conversation. And I think he reminded everybody. And you know what? I think it 
we, we think of Justin as kind of a robot, right? He never gets too high. He never gets too low. He's just, I don't know what the Herbert genes are, but, you know, I'd, I'd probably submit there's maybe got to be some German in there. There's just such a steadiness to him and, and such a process and a this is what I'm here to do. I will complete my task and I will move on, you know. But I think you saw, and I think the team fed off it on Sunday, that he was like, hey, enough of this crap. You know, I, I am here with the eyes of the nation upon me to remind everybody with my guy Mike and my guy Keenan and Corey out here, I am here to remind everyone who I am, what I do, and you better pay attention. Yeah, and, and it's it's less about Tua. It's more about these guys getting their groove back and trying to get into the playoffs. Justin was fantastic. 39 of 51, 367, and a touchdown. You mentioned Mike, 6 for 116. Keenan, 12 catches for 92 yards. There was a drive in the fourth quarter money that I, I kind of coined the, the Keenan Allen drive. They were going to him. Um, and he was moving yeah. the chains. And when you see Mike and Keenan on the field from start to finish, this was the first time we saw it. Uh, you see what this offense is capable of. Um, go ahead. DJ said it in the, on the broadcast, and I think he's right. You know, we even asked Coach Staley after the game, and, and I think it was too close for him to kind of really wrap his head around it. But we said it, it, it might not, you know, it, it's, it's the drive of the year, and it just netted a field goal. But because it made it a two-score game, and to heck with four-minute offense, it was eight-minute offense. Yeah. And, like, that's the thing is you can look at the totals and say, hey, 367, touchdown, no interceptions. But, like, you look at that drive, converted a third and five with the throw of the year, and it was, it was just a nine-yard throw. But it's a third and five, and there is ten minutes, five seconds left on the clock, and you're up by six. And, man, Keenan runs that out to the left sideline. He is covered. There might be <laughs> one inch of separation. And Herbert just freaking threads that laser. You know, it, it went for nine yards on the stat sheet. That ball probably traveled 30 yards on a freaking rope. And, you know, it, it, and obviously we're so far removed now that the people that watch film and break down games, they've posted it. So you can find it out there. But, like Keenan caught that ball, he gets out of bounds. He turns around and he looks at Herbert, and he's just this like, point. "Whoo!" You he know, and, Justin, Justin points yeah, right back. Exactly. Like there's, there are many guys, and I don't know if there are any guys in the league that can make that throw. So that's, that's the third and five. Now he's got a third and three with eight forty four to go. Very next, you know, the, the the very next set of plays, they're at a third down. Bang, as you said, Keenan Allen drive, throws to Keenan for five and a first down right now he's got another third and eight there's still five minutes 18 seconds you know this is on the Miami 30 it's in Dicker range but five minutes left in this game so still yeah. plenty of time to get a quick score we know how explosive the Miami offense is and what does he do freaking that scramble and we've been talking about it repeatedly Chris on this show want to see him use those legs he is such an exceptional athlete and more often than not, at least at some point in the game, that green is there for him. And I think that's where the whole comment I made about the injury and not letting on. I think now that these games mean what they mean, you better win out to get into the playoffs. Like, now you're seeing it. Now it's like, okay, now I'm going to put myself in harm's way. I'm going to get that scramble. And that's when you saw that emotion come out, you know, when he did the whole mic drop, first down signal. It's just something we haven't really seen from him. So I, I think... I think as much as he might, you know, tell you he wasn't paying attention and doesn't pay attention, and I could believe that too. I, I think there's a little something extra going into this one. Yeah, he he also knows what's at stake here. You know, to get to seven and six, based on everything that happened on Sunday, a, a lot of things went the Chargers' way. 
right? Except for Monday where the, the Patriots beat the Cardinals. But, you know, the Jets losing. The teams that were behind the Chargers that we thought could make a little bit of a run, the Steelers and Raiders, yeah. they lost. Um, I, I think Cincy has really kind of cemented themselves into the postseason. They yeah, may, they may win good. the division now. Um, but but now the team is 7-6. and six, And let's get to the defense. Tua, 10 of 28. He was off target all evening. Uh, but we talked about the fact that, okay, this this may be a game you got to score 30 to win, and I'm so glad we were wrong. I'm so glad that this this defense allowed just 219 yards uh, of offense to the Dolphins. No Derwin James, no Bryce Callahan, no Sebastian Joseph Day. The way that they played in the secondary, and really, Money, let's just start with the first play. Uh, they take a deep shot to Tyree Kill. Look at Alohi Gilman tipping yeah. the ball away, saying, no, it's not going to be like that tonight. It was Brandon Staley's best game. I don't. I don't it think was. there's any. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, you know, look, he had a great. He had a couple great games last year against the Chiefs. Uh, I thought his game plan was as good as any we'd seen. Trying to 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 crack the code that was Mahomes. Of course, the one in Kansas City would have been. I think it would have probably registered as that had those two interceptions not gotten taken away from the Chargers. Um, that should have stayed interceptions. But to me, look with the chips being down got to win this game, own the tiebreaker between a team that looks like it very well could end up with the same record as you at the end of the season. Um, and and again, with a rookie sixth-round pick playing the slot instead of one of the best slot corners in the league, Bryce Callahan, um, and Aloe Gilman, who's been solid every time he's been called upon, um, and, and I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but in place of the best safety in the league in Derwin James. Yeah. And I bring those two up because now you've got, you've got to slow down this passing attack. That's the number one passing attack in the NFL. And, and Manny just had a superior approach and scheme and plan for this offense and the way he took out their go-to play. You know, the motion, Tyreek Waddle, two-man game. One goes outside on the curl. The other one goes inside on the curl. It's a layered concept and and they just wouldn't let him get inside and they pressed instead of playing scared they played strong and and it, it changed and DJ said it you know he said it from the go you know he's like oh I like this he goes their their linebackers are getting depth they're 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 clogging the middle they are making sure you know Kenneth almost had that interception you know and Drew knocked yeah. that ball down that would have been a big completion and I think that was a bit of a a warning sign to Tua, like, no, 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 no. You're going to have to operate outside the numbers. You don't like doing it, but it's all we're giving you. And it's clear that he was not comfortable doing that. You mentioned the 10 completions. Remember, four of those were on the drive when the Chargers are playing soft coverage, just trying to get that thing under the two-minute warning, knowing as long as they don't score before the two-minute warning, they've got to recover an onside kick to, to, to win this game. So He was 3 of 17 at halftime. Yeah. Like, five incompletions or something in the, in the third quarter, middle of the third quarter, something like that. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a masterful plan, um, and it was an aggressive plan, and I love that. You know, if you're going to go down, go down on your shield. You know, pardon the pun with it being the NFL, but, you know, don't go down running scared and trying to keep these guys in front of you because that's just – we've seen what this team has done, you know, to the tune of – 290 passing yards per game and a guy that had 100 more receiving yards than the next closest receiver in the league in Tyree Kill. I mean, he broke the Miami Dolphins' single-season record, you know, in their 13th game. Like, yeah. it's... He's so, I love what, what Coach did. And, and I also just, you know, I think because you're down as much as you are on that line, 
like to see Morgan Fox, who's been he's been so good all year, um, just kind of break through with that huge sack, and to see Van Noy. I mean, he had a Van Noy drive. It was the three and out, tackle for loss on first down, sack on third down, uh, for his first sack of the season. So, kudos to to coach to Jossier, who played fantastic in the slot. I mean, he pretty much was looking at Waddle the whole game. You know, Waddle had nothing. Waddle had I nothing. Mean, nothing. I think he had his first catch in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So, you know, you credit all those guys. It's a great plan. It's executed perfectly. And I do think it's got the potential to have um, a carryover effect. And it's not just a single loss for the Dolphins and not just a single win for the Chargers. But I think, you know, now all the talking heads all week long, there is an immense amount of pressure on Mike McDaniel and, and Tua to not lose their third straight, to not, you know, show that the book is out and now we know what to do. You know, Brandon Staley gave a blueprint to the rest of the league of how you slow this team down. And now they've got to overcome that. And I think on the flip side, it's Herbert saying, hey, guess what I got? I got Gerald Everett. I got Mike Williams. I got Keenan Allen. I got Corey Lindsley out here. Watch how explosive this is now. Enough with your six and a half yards per attempt and all I'm doing is taking check downs. Let's go get it. Yeah, we'll get into that offense against the Titans on Sunday. Uh, real quick on, on this defensive performance again, though, Monday. I look at the Dolphins, 17 points. Seven points come off that ridiculous fumble, picked up yeah. by Tyreek, right place, right time, nothing but, but green grass in front of him. Um, and then 60 of 145 passing yards from Tua come off a play where Mike Davis falls down and, and Tyreek scores and you know you're not going to hold Tyreek down for four quarters I don't mm -hmm. care who you are yeah that's just that's just who he is he's that ridiculous um you mentioned Brandon Staley having like two of his best games last year against Kansas City he knows all about Tyreek Hill and what Tyreek Hill can do for for an offense I thought they, yeah. they played masterfully uh get giving up uh or not allowing that that middle of the field to be utilized by Tua um so now a completely different brand of football comes to SoFi Stadium on Sunday. The, the reeling Tennessee Titans, uh, they've lost three straight the first time since Mike Vrabel uh, took over in 2018. Um, they desperately need a win. So uh, they're coming into SoFi knowing that the Jags are kind of nipping at their heels. The Jags have Dallas on Sunday. Uh, they don't want to lose this game and then have some sort of tiebreaker situation in Week 18 where the Jags somehow get in. Um, yeah. So this is a really big game for the Titans, and it's a huge game for the Chargers when you consider uh, what's going on right now. Right now they're in eighth place outside looking in. Uh, the, the Patriots, who play the Raiders on Sunday, have the tiebreaker over them. The Jets have the Lions, and you mentioned those Dolphins Saturday night in Buffalo, snowy Buffalo. Yeah, um, single degrees. Single, single degrees. I, I look at all those teams, right? I guess if you're a Charger fan, money, you're rooting for the Bills on Saturday night. You got to root for the Raiders and suck 100%, that up, right? 100%. And, and then you, you got to root for the Detroit Lions against the Jets. And, and I look at that Dolphins team. This could be tricky for them. They could kind of fall out of favor here um, yeah. because of that tiebreaker that the Chargers have over them now. I mean, the good thing is, even though they're sitting in number eight right now, the Chargers are still in control. Like they, it doesn't seem like it because they're not in the seventh, but they do yeah. because the Dolphins and the Patriots play each other. So either the Patriots will end up with one more loss than the Chargers or the Dolphins will end up with the same record as the Chargers and they own the head-to-head tiebreaker. So it's Great all point. still there. They don't have to cheer for anyone unless they're planning on losing a game. Um, look, the Titans, they, they are dealing with serious injuries. 
You know, and if you go through, look, not all losses and not all wins are are equal and, and aren't the same. So I think if you look at the way they've lost these last two weeks, how beat up their secondary is, you know, Caleb Farley out, A.J. Moore is out, Elijah Molden is out. They've lost their best defender this year. David Long has been exceptional as that interior linebacker. I mean, he has been everywhere, and he's out on IR. One of their best pass rushers, Harold Landry, is out. Like, really... They are decimated on that side of the ball, Chris, and you mentioned a different style of play and what they want to do. You know, they want to get a lead, and then they want to lean on you. Lean on you with Derrick Henry and keep your offense off the field and play that great, sound defense. And what, it, what happened these last two weeks? You know, look, the, Dolph, the, the, the Bengals game was kind of more of that Titans style of game, 20 to 13. I think they lost. Grind it out. Can you get that last possession, you know, and, and get out with a win? You know, so but the two after that, man, that's that's what this has to look like. Yeah. You know, it's it's play to your strengths. It's Mike Williams downfield. It's Keenan Allen middle of the field. It's Gerald Everett without David Long out there, middle of the field. It's like, you know, I want to see that nine yards, you know, per attempt style offense. Attack the secondary. Get up, because I'll tell you, I went through there. I was going through and just kind of watching plays. And as I was watching all the plays back to back to back, I was like, you know what? Let me kind of just go back and look at the play. Let me look at the play by play for each of these. And man, I'll tell you, when you they just don't know what to do when they get down. It's a disaster. Like when they yeah. get down by two scores, you start looking. Okay, so now they're down twenty six fourteen. Three plays, negative 20 yards punt. Three plays, zero yards punt. One play, negative six yards fumble. Like, that's what it starts to look like because they just can't do what they want. Um, and, and and that was the Jacksonville game last week. Now, granted, they really – I don't expect them to turn the ball over in the first half three times and at least to 17 points. I mean, that – you know, they really did themselves in in that game. But if you go to Philly, like, that game is kind of tight through the first quarter and a half, you know, two quarter, you know, and then all of a sudden – Philly gets that late touchdown right before the half, and now I go to the third quarter and three plays, negative seven yards, punt. Four plays, nine yards, punt. Four plays, negative 10 yards, punt. Four plays, yeah. 10 yards, punt. That's what I'm getting at. And so that's that's the key, and that's why I have Mike back and Keenan back, and we know what Austin's able to do if you commit too many resources on the back end. Well, now here comes your check down and your screens, and Austin's going – you know, crazy on on those sort of plays. So the the fact that, that they've got all these guys back now on that side of the ball, I think changes the calculus dramatically for Joe Lombardi. And you can you can get back to what this thing looked like last year. And all the people complaining about stick and dig and curl and check downs and and not going through your progressions. Okay, enough. You got to see what it looked like last week and I think you're gonna see a double down effect this week. And, and you're going to see a lot of explosive plays out there on the field. If Trevor Lawrence and the Jags can do it, if Jalen Hurts and the Eagles can do it, I have no reason to not believe J- Justin Herbert and the Chargers can do it. Yeah, it's quite simple. Don't play their style right. of fight, right? You want to play your style of fight. And I, I think the, the Titans a few weeks ago went to Arrowhead, played their style of football, uh, darn near won it in overtime. Right. You look at the last two weeks – Jalen Hurts, 380 yards. A.J. Brown going off. Hurts was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. The following week, Trevor Lawrence, 368 yards. Evan Ingram went crazy. 
And Trevor Lawrence was the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. And you notice what happened. It's it's completely just echoing what you said. But Derrick Henry had 96 of his 121 rushing yards in the first quarter. Right. So 25 yards. When they get down and, and they don't have a, a plan B, it gets ugly. It gets ugly for the Titans. So I, I say it's it's really easy. The, the key is to stop in Derrick Henry and to, to get yeah. up early on this team. And what I was kind of confused by last week, Buddy, was why Mike McDaniel and company didn't try to run the ball a little bit more, especially early in that game, uh, to kind of set the tone. They kept throwing the ball and kept missing. And then, you know, you, you get to a point where, you know, it, it doesn't really make sense to run the ball in the second half. Jeff Wilson gets hurt. But I, I was a little confused why Miami didn't try to uh, take advantage of the Chargers' run defense last week. That's, I'm glad you brought it up. I was just about to say it. I'm glad you did because that's the key is Miami could have run the ball. You know, yeah. They were running the ball effectively. And I'm, for whatever reason, they abandoned it. So there's – you know, I give you the positive. Now, the, the flip side of that is, you know, you have to figure out a way to slow down Derrick Henry, you know, because he can run and he can uh, – you know, with how this Chargers' run defense has behaved all season long – it's you know just crazy to think that this isn't going to be an incredible challenge for them. It is, um, and and it is curious. I don't. I'm sure going back that Mike McDaniel's going to be sick looking at the tape because he could have run. You know, Jeff Wilson was running hard. Raheem Mostert was running hard. They're getting five six yards per carry. You know, yeah. and they just got rid of it. And now they're off schedule. You know, because maybe they got three on first down, incomplete second down. Now it's third and seven, and here we come, and two is not comfortable. So you know, and that just tended to be. You know, sort of, and then they were throwing on first down, and now they're behind the sticks on second down, and it just seemed like they were constantly playing catch up. That's not going to be the Titans. They are going to give the ball to Derrick Henry on first or second down every single drive, and you're going to have to try to keep them off schedule, and it's not going to be easy. Um, the one thing I will say, especially if Derwin's not out there, you know, and, and hopefully he will be. Um, you know, yesterday, we're doing this on Thursday. Yesterday was scheduled day of rest. So we'll see whether or not Derwin can get out there with that quad. But, you know, it's going to be another Aloe Gilman, Drew Tranquil, Kenneth Murray, you know, type game. Make sure those run fits are right and and get after it, you know. And um, it will not be easy. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. So the idea that, that they've kind of figured something out, no, that was independent for the Miami game. You know, and, and I don't I'm not saying I, I'm doubting that Brandon Staley can come up with something equally as effective. I'm sure he can. It's just the idea that it's going to be easy is crazy because Derrick Henry's too good. Mike Vrabel's too good. Um, it's an it's an OK offensive line. And that's why I said you've got to get up by two scores. They're much better at run blocking as they should be. If you're going to build that team, of course, you're going to build it with let's get big physical maulers on the offensive line and run the ball. Um, they have not been good in pass pro at all. Like I'll, I just went through, uh, let's see, let me pull it up here. Uh, I go through their line and you got Brewer, 27 pressures, three sacks. Ben Jones, the center, you never get you know much from there. But Nate Davis, 13 pressures, three sacks. Uh, Petit Fryer, uh, 34 pressures, five sacks. Uh, mm. Radins, uh, he's been solid, six pressures. And then Dennis Daly, 41 pressures, 11 sacks. So that's what I'm saying. You've got to get up. Get up two scores, force them to pass, and get after it um, is, is the way to do this, and that's not going to be easy. All right, guys, I want to tell you about Ultimate Chargers. It's the free-to-play next-level fantasy football game. Open packs, collect players, pick your lineup, and crush the competition. 
Ultimate Chargers. Play now inside the LA Chargers app. Also play the Chargers Picks Now. The official LA Chargers Pick'em Contest is where you predict the game outcomes for a chance to win a Chargers jersey. Check out the free-to-play Chargers Picks tab in the LA Chargers app to play. And for every game this season, when the Chargers defense gets an interception, you can score a free chicken sandwich when you buy one at your local Popeyes. Visit Chargers.com slash promotions to learn more. So going back to uh, going back to week five, Money, uh, the, the Chargers rushing defense. This was the Cleveland game. Uh, 213 yards allowed. Uh, Denver, it was that, that 1916 game, 98 yards allowed. And then here we go. Seattle, 213. Atlanta, 201. San Francisco, 157. KC, 163. Arizona, 181. Vegas, 154. And then Miami, they were 19 for 92. So because the the way they won, I think we forget that, hey, the, the run defense is still an issue, and you yeah. have one of the best running backs in football coming to town on Sunday. So it's going to be paramount for them to, to, to stop uh, Derrick Henry. And, you know, one thing I'd like to see, I'd like to get your take on this too, Money. One thing I'd like to see starting Sunday and as we kind of close this this year going into the hopefully the playoffs with the Chargers, I'd like to see Joshua Kelly get more more carries. Four for 29, he had that 22-yard rush. That's he looks beautiful. fresh. He looks like he's kind of getting back. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of tread on him this year. And I just feel like, especially in a game like this, if you do get up and you do want to control the clock a little bit, like that could be the guy in the second half that can kind of uh, keep the clock in your favor. I think the, the the one reason why we didn't see it is just how effective they were passing the ball. You know yeah. what I mean? Like to me, yeah. it was just it was working. And it's like you know you got you got ten. Let's just keep the ball in his hands and let's keep attacking because they got yeah, no answers. Fair. You know, so I think that to me, like that was the one difference from from this one. They averaged five and a half yards per play. Um, they had seventy eight plays to the Dolphins forty nine. So it's like even though they they only ran it, uh, you know, they they didn't run it nearly as much. You know, they had eighty two yards rushing, three hundred and fifty passing when you include the the sack numbers. You know, they were running it for 3.6 per rush. They rushed 23 times. That's a pretty good number. Um, I know it's not when you can put it in context of 51 passes, but to me, I think it was more of an offense where, hey, they can't stop us. And I think you're going to see some of that. I think you're going to see a lot of that from the Titans as well because I'll tell you, like that was the other thing that stuck out to me is when I went through that schedule, and I'll just pull it up real quick again, um, neither team ran the ball effectively. If you look, like Jacksonville uh, ran the ball for 60 yards, 2.4 per rush. I want to say the Eagles, who are obviously, you know, especially with Jalen Hurts, one of the best rushing teams in in the league. I uh, go to team stats. Here we go. Rushing 87 yards. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. 67 yards, 2.8 per rush. That's and why yet, the Eagles are so good because they can, yeah. they can switch their style week to week. You know, they said this is going to be a Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown game today. So that's what I mean. Like when it comes to the Titans, you know, they're they're a stout run D. I mean, you got, you know, you look at the the interior of that defensive line with Simmons and Tart and Walker and you got Autry on the the edge, you know, and, and Bud Dupree flying off the edge as a pass rusher. Like and and again, it's changed a lot without David Long. Um, but I think that the, you you can get him. You can get him through the air. And I think that's why you've seen those last two games. They're blowouts. And yet you look down and you see the team couldn't run for but two and a half yards per carry. So I think it's possible it's very similar to what we saw against uh, Miami. You know, I don't think 
I don't think Coach Staley wants Justin to be throwing the ball 50 times every single game, but these are playoff games, essentially. And whatever, you know, whatever's working, I think, is is what you're going to see. And for all we know, look, that that could end up, if they're light boxes and and they're just dropping, you know, seven guys, eight guys, and rushing three. or And that was the interesting thing about Miami is, man, Christian Wilkins got home every single snap. Like, why are you running five guys? Why are you running six guys at the line of scrimmage instead of, you know, committing that extra body on the back end to try to slow that pass attack down? It was very – it was they, – they had a very poor – it was a poorly coached game by the Dolphins all around. I don't know why they, they – they blitzed as much as they did because, you know, we've seen with those two tackles, Sorrell and, and Sawyer, it's been a bit of a struggle. And it just seemed like, you know, between Phillips and, uh, and uh, Wilkins, like they were just, they were back there. It, it felt like, you know, and, and I know that wasn't the case. It just felt like they were back there every yeah. single snap. Well, Muddy, even Chargers fans will tell you that the Jalen Phillips, uh, uh, roughing the passer was uh Ooh. well we said it in the moment where that's a terrible call <laughs> it's a bad call you'll take it but it was a terrible call uh, i mean look it happens you know that especially with that particular call i mean I, i'm assuming there's probably through 13 games now 20 to 30 of them out there yeah where you're like what are we doing um and you know so and look, go ahead no no go ahead i was just gonna say it's good to see them beat a team like this but you got to see it again you got to see it on Sunday. And I just go back to the, the the two games in early November money, just how completely different the offense is now. This Chargers-Falcons game where Joshua Palmer had to be the number one guy and uh, made some plays down the stretch. And that 49ers game where, like, DeAndre Carter was catching balls in the first half and they had a, they had a lead against the Niners. Um, now, just offense looks so much easier for the Chargers with Mike and Keenan out there. Like it, it actually yeah. looks like the team from 2021 that, that if you have those guys on the field from start to finish, you're capable of scoring 30 plus points a game. So I, I think that's what they that's, need. Yeah. And that's, I, that's the encouraging that's thing now. It's like, okay, it's, it was all, it was the same play caller, it was the same quarterback. It, it was mostly the same weapons last year where Justin threw for over 5,000 yards. Yeah. Okay. And, and now they're, they're starting to get those guys back. You mentioned Corey Lindsley. He is just so big for this uh for this Chargers offense um one thing that they have struggled with that the Titans have struggled with as well is this this crazy third quarter thing where they can't score in the third quarter um the Titans in the second half of games they're averaging five two points per second half this season so they can't score at all in the second half so I, I think it goes to just the fast start getting on top of these guys and I'd like to see a third quarter touchdown at some point, Money. I think Sunday would be a good start. That's crazy talk. Yeah, right? I, I uh, think it would be a good start on, uh, yeah. on Sunday. I'll tell you, like, it, it, it's funny, too, because, you know, remember there was also the issue with first quarters in, you know, for a chunk of the year. So if yeah. you told me I can only get one, give me the first quarter. You know, get get this team up 10 nothing, get this team up 14 nothing, 14-3, something like that, I think is the key. But you know, if, if, if you want to pick nits, and, and we might as well because, you know, they won the game. And, look, these are not going to be easy games down the stretch. It's not because you're going on the road. You know, the game in Denver, as bad as Denver's been, that's not going to be an easy game in Week 18. The, the Monday Night Football 
in Indianapolis the day after Christmas. That's going to be a packed house. It's going to be a hostile atmosphere. That's not going to be an easy game. Jonathan Taylor running the football, like that will not be an easy game. So I think it's worth kind of the Rams game into... won't be easy either. I'm telling you, the Rams game exactly. won't be easy. Rams won't McVay, be easy. McVay it's... coaches till the end. McVay has no incentive to lose. They they're right. not they're not tanking no, for they don't draft get the first pick. Round they don't have pick. the exactly. draft pick. You know? Exactly. Um th- so kind of what, what they need to do, because the big problem, I mean, two for six in the red zone. Like you cannot have that against one of the worst red zone defenses in the league. Same thing against the Raiders. You go back to that Raider game, and they were terrible in the red zone. Like, you have got to be better than that. And I think that's where some of the issues with the play calling, nobody liked the fourth down call to DeAndre Carter. Uh, I mean, that that thing was absolutely ravaged across the country. And it's just it's nothing against Carter. Um, but I, I fully subscribe to players, not plays. I do not give me Mike Williams, give me Keenan Allen, give me Austin Eckler. When when it's nut cut in time and you got to have it, I better see the ball in one of their hands. That's just yeah. that's all there is to it, you know, and you saw it on that drive. That 8-minute drive was what? It was all Keenan. You know, it was Eckler like it that that's like somehow that just you I I, I get it. You've been sitting on this play all year. We're going to catch him that no. Plays don't win. More often than not, players win. Plays don't win. You know, I loved, I loved the mesh. The fact that they had Austin run a freaking mesh. Not even a wildcat snap direct run, but the fact that he freaking ran a mesh with Josh Kelly, read the end, and freaking when it ran with Kelly, decided to keep it and, and tuck it inside for, for eight yards. It was awesome. That's yeah. great. But when it's fourth and goal, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen... Gerald Everett, Austin Eckler, that's what I want. You know, and, and really it's I want Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, that or Austin Eckler. That's that's what you gotta have. Dead drive in the fourth quarter, uh, that they held the ball for as long as they did and got that field goal to go up two possessions. Didn't that drive remind you of week one in Washington a little bit? Yeah. Two you, years ago. They, they, yeah, they held on to the ball and they won the game at the end. Like you yeah. don't even give your opponent an opportunity or enough time to get now I will say this that onside kick got a little hairy and thank God for Nick Neiman <laughs> special teams ace man yeah come on Josh you're a wide receiver freaking yeah. ball ricochets off his knee they can't make it easy Chris we can't have nice things you know I, they I, just they, I saw that I was like you know how what about the, about the botch snap on first and goal yeah. and the foul you're, you're already in field goal range all you have to do is take three knees kick it you know, wind the clock all the way down, and now we got a freaking botched exchange, and you got to fall on it. And you're thinking about turning the ball over instead of kicking a field goal to go up nine. They could, they don't make it easy. Um, yeah, that's that's when you got to figure out, like, hey, dude, if you're going to be out there, I don't know if you're going back out there. We, yeah. we we may send somebody else out there. You know, may send Bandy out there moving forward or something, as opposed to uh, getting you out there after watching a ball slip through your hands and ricochet off your knee. That uh, he. Again, that got they, scary. Don't, they don't make it easy. That got scary. Never. So, so what are we thinking for, for Sunday? I think we kind of laid it out. Uh, quick start. You got to stop Derrick Henry. And I think you got to take advantage of uh, this Titans secondary. Yeah. With, with I think this is on another Mike Williams game, Bunny. I think this is where you take advantage. You saw what A.J. Brown was able to do. Evan Ingram was the was the guy uh, for the Jags to get 160-plus receiving yeah. yards. So, And that's Gerald uh, Everett, you know, middle of the field. Everett. Yeah. Attack middle of the field with David Long out. Um, their secondary, again, decimated. Uh, you know, the, it's funny just how 
different I feel now about the offense. And it sounds like we're going to have Trey back, so that's going to be another boost for this that's, offensive that's line. That's another thing, man. It, like he and he makes a decisive difference on the right Huge side. Huge difference. Huge I mean, difference. gigantic difference. Um, cuz now, you know, you feel good about one full side of the offensive line. And it's like, okay, well now we can run away, you know, if Jamari's a little leaky. Now the one issue for this game is going to be the same as last game. And that's why I'm not as concerned. But look, Jeffrey Simmons, like Christian Wilkins, like Chris Jones, um, these guys are really good interior pass rushing defensive linemen. Defensive linemen. So the thing that gives me hope is just watching how deftly Justin navigated all the pressure. It did not matter where it was coming from. He was able to escape over and over. And that's... Like, that's where just all the, you know, pardon the, the language, just the dumbass conversations that people were having about Tua versus Herbert. And, I'm glad it's over, man. I'm yeah, and it's, it's like over. people talking about, you know, if you redrafted 20, and, and I know it's for clicks, and it's because nobody watches your stupid show speak, so you got to figure out a way to get some traction and have them tune in. Fine. <laughs> but, like, to say that if you redrafted 2020, it'd go Burrow, Hurts, Tua, Herbert, it's just stupid. It's because all you need is a pair of eyes. And I didn't freaking play I didn't play defense in the NFL and have 30 career tackles. You know, and I can see it. So if I can see it, then you know it's nothing more than manufactured clickbait. Um, the way that he is able to move and throw on the move, that there are I and and look, I I, I want to make sure that I I delineate these two. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league at making something out of nothing or extending plays and doing something incredible. Very fair. Uh, to just rip your heart out. There's no one better. The difference between what Patrick Mahomes does and what Justin Herbert does, Herbert will put the ball exactly where it has to be no matter the level of duress. It's that That's what gets people to freak out and post clips on social media because no one else can do it. And that's why you see all those clips of Justin Herbert because it's like, this doesn't make sense. The guy is on a full sprint to his right, sets his feet within a third of a second, and that ball is uncorked for 60 yards in the air on a dot. I mean, on the freaking money. And that's the difference. Like, that's... And, and and like I mentioned, that that third down throw on that first third down of that eight minute drive that ended the game essentially, man, was that a throw? And he's under pressure. And if it's climbing two yards this way and then cutting two yards to his left and throwing back to his right, his throws defy physics. Yeah. Like so, that's that's where you know I think now seeing Justin Herbert being recognizable to the Justin Herbert we're used to these last few weeks, it's like okay. Now I feel a lot I feel a lot better about how things are going because he's got his weapons, he's got his health, he's got Corey Lindsley back, and this is what it's supposed to look like, and this is what I'm used to seeing. And it's a and, and you're gonna see a lot more social media of Justin Herbert of throws like that one he made to Keenan, like the one he hit Mike on that traveled like sixty yards in the air. And it's all happening at the right time with four that's games it. in front of them. Hey, and I don't think that's a coincidence, Chris. Like, that's a thing. Like, to me, I think it's, okay, look, let's just tread water, tread water, tread water. And, you know, there in, like, each of those games, there was 
you know, one big drive. The Arizona game, huge drive, punt return. Here comes Herbert, you know, bang, 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 had to have it, and you get those have-to-have-it plays. So I do think there's something to – that's where the injury thing comes in, I think. You know, is it's like, okay, we've done it. We've been able to overcome all of this and tread water long enough to punch a ticket to the tournament. Now we just got to go do it, and I think you're seeing much more aggression, willingness to take hits – extending plays knowing you're going to take a shot because it's there it's there for the taking and he's going to go get it yeah the ebbs and flows of a season yeah you know if the Chargers end up making the playoffs you're going to look back at that Atlanta game and be like wow they they did that with with guys that uh normally aren't starters or the yeah. the Arizona game executing that two-point conversion to beat the Cardinals like it's going to be games like that that will eventually hopefully get this team in the playoffs I, I want to close this by kind of getting your thoughts on I think it's fun now Obviously, the Chargers, all they got to do is take care of their own business and get into the postseason. They're in. Uh, But it it is fun to see all the key matchups around the AFC and playoff positioning. Because if the Chargers get in, they likely won't be the fifth seed playing Tennessee or Jacksonville. They'll be the sixth or the seventh seed because I I think Cincinnati and Baltimore, they have a pretty comfortable two-game I don't know about Baltimore. Like, Baltimore should not have won these last two games. Like, that's the... Yeah. That's the one thing is, you know, they're going to be playing Let's a third-string quarterback this week. Um, you know, Huntley is not going to play this week, and I don't know what the health of, of Lamar is. So, you know, that's like – it's what's so fr- – like, if, you know, you, you had mentioned the uh, – you had mentioned like how everything had broke, and the first thing that popped in my head was like, yeah, except Baltimore because the Broncos should have beat them. I mean, freaking 10 to 9. 10 – to nine because of a backup quarterback you can't win that game Denver and then the Steelers freaking Mitch Trubisky with three picks in the red zone although Kenny Kenny would have won the game yeah but I'll say this I think I'm happy the Steelers are out I just I had and I was like "Eh, I could totally see them winning. they were they were trending yeah so I was almost kind of happy but I think you know they get the Steelers again they get the Bengals again you know right now they're sitting nine and four so they'd have to lose you know, if they lose, let's start two with games, the, that game. Let's start with the Browns game Saturday night. They play the Browns and Deshaun. Browns Watson. are favored. Browns are favored. Deshaun Watson has looked not good, but looked terrible. But uh, it's it's in Cleveland, and like you said, yeah. you're you're really shorthanded at the most important position on the field. So you're you know now that I think of it, money like if you go to me, that's the one. Like I look yeah. at the at the Ravens and I say, okay. At Brown's third-string quarterback. Falcons, fine. I'll give you the win. You know, Desmond Ritter and a team that's been terrible on defense. Who knows with Desmond Ritter? He may be good. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that Baltimore has going for it is they're now healthy on in the running back room. And you saw how much different that looked against the Steelers, you know, when when they were healthy. I mean, J.K. Dobbins, 120 and, uh, and a tug. I'm just looking at the numbers. What were the rushing yards there? Yeah, they rushed for 215. So, like, that's the one thing is – that that you know they can overcome is they can just get those get that running game going lean on you and and get the win but I mean the Steelers were the better team Mitch Trubisky was just Mitch Trubisky and threw three picks in a red zone in a game that they lost by and I think they had a missed field goal too in a game that they lost by two so that's the one look if you can somehow win out and get to the five um then you I'll be honest though like there's Nashville or are you going to Jacksonville that's what I mean so, like, the one thing, though, is there's, like, Bengals don't scare me. Ravens don't scare me. Titans don't scare me. Chiefs, we know they can trade punches without a question. They should have won the first game. They were up by four with 100 seconds left in the second game. 
They are Frankly, totally I, that's the matchup I'd like to see. And I'm just saying, like, they've beaten you twice this year. You've been close with them. You know how to play there. We know Mike Williams, how he likes to play there. Like, I wouldn't mind being the seventh seed and, and at least yeah. give it another shot, you know? As long um, as the projections are right. That's my only issue with that one is I want Bosa back. I want Slater back. Uh, sure. Now that we're talking about Slater, looks like he might be ready for the regular season. Like, if that's the case and you tell me they're all ready for week one of the postseason, if they're able to punch their ticket, then totally fine. Yeah, let's go. Let's freak. And the other thing about, like, the other thing about um, getting the five is, like I said, I, I think that's a, it's not universal, but I think it's a very popular position. I wouldn't be surprised to see wild card teams win. So now if all of a sudden you're the number one wild card team, you know, you don't have to go to Buffalo if you win that first round. You know, you very well could end up hosting because uh, I'm going to the, the standings now. Like if you were to, if you were to tell me right now, let's say the Chargers get in, you know, and, and let's say the Bengals uh, or the, let's say the Ravens or the Bengals somehow, let's say the Ravens slide out like we thought, yeah. you know, you host the Ravens. Now you got the Ravens playing the Bengals. You know, in in the first in the first round, two teams that know each other really well. Lamar Jackson's healthy; like you could totally see that upset. Uh, if Miami, you know, somehow is is able to to freaking get on a roll and and take Tua, and I mean, those guys could win. You know what I mean? Like that's like that. That's why I think this could really break well if if they can win out. If they can, if they they win out, win these last five games after knocking off Miami. I do think they have a shot at 11 and 6 at the 5 seed. I think that is a very real possibility. So, let's go to let's go to Miami because between Miami, New England and the Jets, they're going to beat each other up. One of them right. is not going to make the playoffs. Uh in the in the Dolphins two of right them are now, probably not going to make the playoffs. It's, it's that's very possible. It's possible. So you look you look at the they they lose to the Niners 33-17, they lose to the Chargers. They have the Bills on Saturday night. It's going to be freezing. Bills are a touchdown favorite. Then you have the Packers and Aaron Rodgers at home. I mean, that's not a gimme. They should win that game. They should win it. Um, yeah. But then you got to go to Foxborough, and, and right. it, it ain't going to be warm. It ain't no. going to be warm there. And then you close with the Jets, and that could – who knows if that's for the seventh seed. I think that's um, going to end up being a win and in. You know, if the Chargers can take care NBC of business. That may be that NBC game, right? That may be the right? NBC game. 100%. I think that'll – like, to me, that's why if the Chargers have found something here offensively, win out, get to 11-6 and – you know, don't be that seven seed and have to go to Kansas City week one or Buffalo and then go to Kansas City or Buffalo week two. Like, that's the one thing I'd like to see them avoid is can you avoid having to play those two teams in back-to-back weeks? You know, if it's the Bills you end up playing, that's a very physical defense that beats the crap out of you. And now you got to respond and, and go try to take on Patrick Mahomes and, and trade blows with him, you know, and not to mention, you know, what Josh Allen and, and those guys can do to a defense, um, you know. So that's that's the one thing. Like, if they can at least get up to the six and avoid having to, you know, take on those two teams in back-to-back weeks, I think is ideal. But they got to win. Look, they, they still got to win. They, this team has been very inconsistent. You think about those games against the Seahawks and the Jags, and it's like, how does that happen? Like, how does this team get blown out by those two teams? You know, the Seahawks who just lost at home to the Panthers. You know, the Jags who were lost for five weeks straight. You know, and yet both of those teams just laid the lumber to the Chargers. So, I think there's still reason to, to exercise caution. Don't don't start 
you know, looking at Southwest dot or Delta dot com or, or American Airlines dot com, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> However, it works. However, it uh, is. Yeah, I think it's AA dot com. It's have a private know, dinner with Derwin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't start looking yet. Let's you know if they if they're able to do to Tennessee what they did on Sunday, then I'm gonna start feeling pretty good about this. But you know what? It, it also like when you mention like the blowout losses to. Seattle and Jacksonville. It's just a reminder, though. A 17-game season is so freaking long, man. Like the, the Rams, when they traded for Odell and Vaughn, they had lost like three in a row, and everyone's yeah. like, "Oh my God, that's the worst trade ever." Uh, what, what did you do? You mortgaged your yeah. future. They got on a run and they won the Super won Bowl. A Super Bowl. The, the Bengals. Nobody. I don't even know if people were really talking about them before December. You know, like no, then, you know, hot at the right time. Honestly, the Chargers. The Chargers were up twenty-four nothing. On the Bengals, right? Last year in yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, and then beat them, what, by 20, I think. Yeah. 44, 28 or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's about getting right hot at the right time. I, I want to go through the schedule of the Pats and the Jets just to do it. Yeah. Uh, Pats, Raiders, and then – so that's in Vegas. And then Let's the, go Raiders. The Patriots, the Patriots have to play the Bengals and Dolphins at home. And Both Bills. of those are not going to be easy. And then the Bills to close it yeah. out. And I think the Bills are going to have to win that to get the one seed. Yeah. So, no, that that's – that, that, that's that's, that's the, why I that's said a brutal schedule. Two of these teams may not make it, you know. And I I, I think and look, that's what's going to have to happen for the Chargers to get in, right? Is two of them are going to, you know, one can get in, but again, who's it going to be? You know, is it the Dolphins that have to go to cold weather climates and historically never play well? Teams from Miami do not play well in January. It's always been an issue with them in this particular division where you have the Patriots, Bills, and Jets all playing in cold-weather cities, and the Dolphins end up having to go there. The schedule makers always hose them by giving them two of the three at the end of the year because they just like doing it. Um, and so they've got to overcome that, you know, and, and not slip to, you know, not slip to, to seven losses or even maybe eight losses if things go really bad, you know, and, and all of a sudden, you know, they lose to Buffalo. They've dropped three in a row. And then you're staring at the Patriots and Jets to close the season. We know how good that Jets defense is and what Robert Sala is able to do. You don't think he's going to be able to dial up something to, you know, to force Mike McDaniel to shift and to it a deal, you know, like Brandon Staley did to do something that they're not comfortable doing. So, yeah, um, I like that's why I wanted to. I set the tone at the start of the pod. Like the good thing is. The, and you can go through the Jets schedule if you want. I mean, I, I'm sure you yeah, got it right I just there. Started, I mean, they got they got one of the hottest teams in football Sunday. I mean, the Lions are playing really well. They have an explosive offense. I'm, I'm actually going to be a fun matchup to see that that Lions offense against this Jets defense. Yeah. Beat up Mike White. And then uh, then you got the Jags, who may be playing for something uh, on Thursday night football uh, a week from today. Uh, then Jets, Seahawks. Seahawks are still in the mix for a playoff spot. And then, like you said, the Dolphins, which could be the flex game. That could be a win and in game. Yeah. They, um, yeah, they have a they have a pretty favorable run, you know. The Lions are great offensively, defensively. They've started to come on. Aiden Hutchinson has definitely yeah. raised his hand, as you know. Oh yeah, this is why that guy was in the conversation as the number one pick, and he maybe should have been the number one pick. As good as Trayvon Walker has been with those splash plays, Hutchinson's been exceptional, and he's really come on. Yeah. Um, but that'll be it'll be interesting if the Lions' offense isn't able to just you know throw the ball all over the yard like they have been because this Jets defense has been so good. Um, you know, we'll see whether or not they can win a tight game, a grinded out game. Um, the Jags, again, I, I don't think they, I think the Jets 
defense is probably going to be able to to slow that thing down and and take advantage of it. Seahawks, Seahawks you know, coming back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what's Geno got? I think seven turnovers in his last four games after like five total in his first nine. So yeah. that's been a bit of an issue. Um, and then, like I said, I think that Dolphins game could come down to that. You know, because they got to go three and one to punch their ticket in. Everybody does. You know, everyone's going to have to go at least three and one. Um, so there you go. We just want to give you a little red zone viewing this weekend yeah. uh, before the Chargers play the Titans, one twenty-five Pacific on Sunday. So I think that's it, money. Um, that's it. You got to take care of business on Sunday against the Titans. Uh, get to eight and six, and then you got three winnable games that you have to show up for and, and take care of business, man. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I'll give a free plug in case you haven't seen it. I just want to get the details by going to uh, chargers.com here. Where is it? I'm doing something pretty cool. Uh, oh, nice. What do we got? We are doing a flag football charity. Oh, event. battle of the goats. Battle of the Goats. Battle of the Goats. Yes, it's Ladanian versus Antonio. They're the captains. But, jeez, come on. Let me get uh, – where are you, Jen? Let me find my uh, my email so I can uh, give the plug. My great apologies. No. So, go. hey, I talked to LT on Sunday about it. He said he's coaching, but there he, he may have the itch to play. So there we go. Not, not, you may see a player coach on, uh, on, uh, on Monday. We got Mookie. Uh, Mookie Betts going to be out there playing. Um, we have got my old friend Akbar Vajabiamila. He better not. He better keep his head on a swivel. I owe him one. Now, granted, if I try to give him one, I'll bounce off. Are you of playing? His... Money? Are you playing? Heck no! I'll, turn, <laughs> I'll explode into dust. No, I'm the MC. I'm MC in the whole thing. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, anybody that used to watch Fantasy Live, they may remember when Akbar decided to break me in half when I wasn't looking at him. Um, Hushmanzada going to be out there. Clinton Portis, Terrell Owens, TJ Ward, Willis McGahee, Orlando Skandrick, Ricky Williams going to be out there. Um, trying to find, let's dude, see, as you mentioned, LT. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's freaking packed with people. It's going to be a lot of fun. So it is happening on the 19th. And I'm trying to, yeah, Mookie Betts, Sterling K. Brown. Um, I'm trying to find, let's see. Chargers Impact Fund is who it benefits. And here we go. Yep. Chargers.com slash battle dash of dash the dash goats. Sorry, everybody. If you didn't 30 second through that, uh, that's what it is. Chargers.com slash battle dash of dash the dash goats. Yep. Monday, December 19th. Lots open at 530. Gates open at 6. Kickoff at 7 o'clock. Let's do it. And, and uh, Money mentioned all those stars in the game. LT versus Gates, the coaches. We got a... Regular Landry and Belichick's, you know. I feel like my hair was a little better today. Not great. I think it was but... improved. You know what? Whoever did whoever did the meme though, if you want to, if you want to keep doing them and just kind of, we can like look at like week fourteen Man. money, week fifteen money. That was week a particularly money. bad one. Yeah, that was a, that was a particularly <laughs> bad one. Just to never because I, I wear the the stocking cap when I get out of the water to heat my head up. So you know, right before I sit down, I just pull it off, and it's just like, yeah, look at that nightmare. It's the best. It's all about the yeah. content, you know? But, you know, the, hey, whatever, man. I'm a fool. I have no dignity. I don't care. It's all good. You got to swim with dolphins this morning, bro. You, exactly. You're winning. You're winning. Exactly. All right, guys. That's going to do it for us. Uh, for Money, I'm Chris. This has been Chargers Weekly. If you're at SoFi on Sunday, say hi, and we'll see you then. Ooh.